Welcome to Get the Feck Out, a podcast for wannabe expats. If you want to move to another country, we want to help you. I'm Tara Calliman, an American living in Ireland with my family, enjoying the crack. I'm Caroline Donahue, an American getting ready to move from Los Angeles to Berlin with too many pets. Join us for episodes with practical tips and advice born from our experience getting the feck out. Here's the show. Hello and welcome to GTFO. Today we are tackling the topic of transportation. So that's like everything from what are you doing to get to where you need to go, uh, research that needs to be done around public transport and or buying a car, depending on where you're living. Uh, I think there's a lot that goes into transportation, especially uh, if you're moving from America where, you know, pretty much everyone has a car. Right, Caroline? Yes, especially if you were living in Los Angeles. There you go. There you go. You, yes, you're especially close with your car. Yeah, like getting, (laughs) not having a car in LA is like cutting off one of your legs, basically. You didn't have a lot, there's not a lot of public transport options, yeah? Like the bus? There are public transport options. The problem is, is that they're equally susceptible to traffic. So Mm. if you're taking the bus then yeah. you have sort of the the process of waiting for a bus and then they're also sitting in the same traffic almost all the time so there really isn't anything like a subway that can go faster or they can beat the traffic yeah, yeah. so you're kind of screwed basically and part of the reason for us moving away from LA was the desire not to be sitting in the car anymore so transport was actually a really big motivating factor in terms of leaving the city we were living in and in looking at where we wanted to live instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for us being in Colorado, a car was, we, we'd gotten down to one car. So we were sharing, you know, one car between Adam and I, and I could ride my bike to work. So that was fantastic. But a car for us meant the ability to go to the mountains, to go camping, to go skiing, to go do all these things that we really love doing. And so for us, uh, this is, you know, like my car had been paid off, so I didn't owe any money on it. It was just, and we ended up just like selling it for super cheap to a friend of ours and she still has it. It's still running fantastic. Um, but it was the kind of thing that was really easy for us to make that decision. Like the car had treated us very well and we loved it, but it was time to kind of get rid of it and, and embark on something else. And so we went into our moving abroad, knowing that we weren't going to have a car at least not right off the bat. And so we had to make some choices around where we chose to live based on that fact. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was, we were down to one car as well, which was surprising to a lot of people, but I also live close enough to work that I could bike or walk. And Barry was freelancing from home a lot, but we wanted no car. That was a big motivator. And it's also, I mean, I think we chose Europe knowing that the the transport situation was going to be much better and that it was not just about getting around within the city, which is really important, but getting between cities and traveling and knowing how much easier it was to either fly or especially take the train or increasingly we've taken the bus to go to other cities and visit just because it's so cheap. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, I... Before we moved over to Ireland, I'd sort of done a little bit of research, but then 
when we were over here and I was looking for a job, we really got started to get the lay of the land around Dublin. So that was where we sort of boots on the ground. Let's like figure out what the bus system is like. Let's, you know, and that was sort of our crash course, which ended up being really, really helpful because I learned different parts of the city and the transport options to get around. And then when I got a job, it was super easy for me to figure out, okay, I need to be living here because it's on the train line, right? So this is going to be able to get me to work the quickest way. Yeah, definitely. I was really hardcore about spending like zero money on transport when we first moved to Berlin. I There's a really good bike system. Everybody here will complain to you about how it's not robust enough and it's so much better in Copenhagen and so on, which is... Oh my God, are you kidding me? No, it was hilarious, hilarious to me. I know, (laughs) given that you've experienced it and we had experienced it when having these conversations. We were like, are you joking? You have dedicated traffic lights for cyclists. Granted, not in every single part of the city, but... It's extremely bike friendly. And so I came over here, got a bike, and my sort of plan was that I was never going to use public transit. I was going to bike everywhere, which I did for probably the first three or four months we were here. And it led to buying an increasingly ridiculous series of rain attire, including rain pants, a rain cape that was not 100% effective at keeping the rain out. So then I got rain sleeves, which were actually milking sleeves to wear, sticking my arms out the sleeves of the cape. Um, Because I was so hardcore about not wanting to spend any money dealing with transit. And And that lasted until about January, at which point it got pretty cold. Um, I do believe that Celsius makes people a little bit wimpy because they're like, oh my God, it's below zero. And I said, well, yeah, it's in the 20s. I mean, that's not really that cold Fahrenheit. Um, I do pretty much think exclusively, I would say, in Celsius at this point about whether in Berlin, and then I have to think about it when I talk to people in the States about what the temperature is here. But when it did get down closer to like 15, then I thought, you know what? I kind of want to take the train. I'm just cold, Um, even though I did have a really good coat. And so at that point... I started using public transit more and you can use all on the same ticket in Berlin. You can use tram, underground, um, bus, and so on, all on the same system. And so I got more acquainted with it and I started doing this sort of cost benefit analysis of buying tickets at a time versus the monthly pass. And you can get a monthly pass one month at a time for about 81 euro a month. Or if you commit for a year, then it's 62 euro a month. So it's much cheaper. And you can take a guest with you on the weekend for free and so on. So then once I started working again and I had a couple of gigs that I was doing with work where I really only could get there via train or just the timeline of getting from one school to another school teaching that was only going to happen with a train. And I realized, okay, I'm going to be doing this twice a week, every week, factored it out. And then I got a media pass or media pass, a train pass. And since then I'm only really riding my bike on weekends because it's so easy to take the transit. (laughs) Yeah. There's a similar setup here. Uh, There's a leap card and that'll get you on the train and the tram and the bus, depending on what you're paying for it. And then you can just kind of top it up as you go. Uh, One of the fantastic benefits of 
my job is that they bought an annual pass for me. And so Ooh. that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the kind of thing increasingly like they have to do for commuters, right? Because Dublin's too expensive for people to live in. So more and more people are living in suburbs and traveling into the city center for work. And so it's just one way that, you know, companies, tech companies especially can sort of tout that as one of their perks. And I'm happy to take advantage of said perk. <laughs> yeah, if you've got that covered, then of yeah. course. I mean, it's, like I, a, it's crazy what a cost that like, just because I can use that as many times as I want. So yeah. I can just like hop, hop off the bus and onto the train, like same card, whatever. And so it's just, it's a cost that you know, like I, if I had actually figured out how much money I'd been, like I'm saving so much money on that, you know? Hugely. And I think just having the unlimited pass psychologically makes a big difference. Like very... <laughs> bikes to work pretty much because his his work is like 20 minutes away on a bike and he would rather bike um which I totally get because sometimes it gets real it gets real sweaty and funky in that train and sometimes I'm like I don't need this dude's stinky armpit in my face but it's just really fast and I have a really easy trip from the house to the school I teach at the most so I just end up doing it um but I found, we both found that we were kind of inhibiting our movement around at first when we were like, oh, well, we'll have to buy a ticket this way and back. And we have to factor that into the cost of the evening. Um, then we found we weren't going out as much or being quite as adventurous. And then once we got the pass and we every time we went out, it felt like we were saving money because it was making it less per, you know, uh -huh. less per use. Uh -huh. It made us much more liable to go out and try something and do something else and let's go do it. And it was completely fine. Um, so that definitely made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think that what we're saying is that when you are considering where you're moving or when you're doing research, you really have to take into consideration what you want your transportation situation to be like, you know, are you comfortable moving someplace and buying a car? Like for me, I don't want over here, I have to take driving lessons again if I want to get like, because my my U.S. license doesn't just have reciprocal like value here, like it's whatever. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to like like have to take driving lessons again and buy a car and pay the insurance and all of the stuff. And so we've made a decision not to do that, and we can do that fortunately. But like, I think people have to have to like weigh those sort of things for themselves and decide what they're comfortable with, and and look at the options they have. Definitely. I mean, because we didn't want to do that because on top of that, we would have to do all of that in German. And <laughs> the the thing that's really interesting <laughs> and that we don't entirely understand is that some states, Colorado being one of them, um, have total reciprocity. And you can just come over here, fill out a form if you have a driver's license from certain states and get a German driver's license, no questions asked. But for whatever reason... California is not one of them. And not only is it not one of them, there are some that are reciprocal totally. There are some where you just have to take the written again or uh, yeah. just one part. And California had zero reciprocity. Um, Wait, so Colorado has reciprocity. Yep. yep. So I could come over and get my German driver's license and they would actually probably acknowledge that uh, they would probably recognize that in Ireland. They may, but Germany would not let you get one if you were not living here. True. So, true. and the other thing they won't let you do is, for example, Maryland is one of the reciprocal ones, as is Massachusetts. And I, my parents live in each of them. So I could go back, change my 
California driver's license to that. However, they will say, well, you've already registered as a resident in Germany. So if you're just going back and flipping it, they call it licensed tourism and you're not allowed, then it's, it's not valid. It has to be the license you had before you left the U.S. and moved here. Germany. Clever, clever bastards. Yeah. So it's, and we were just like, do we really care about driving that much when we can take, we can take public transit, we can take, um, uber or you know other my taxi or other type Uh services if we need a car or Uh we can take the bus or we can take a train if we want to go somewhere else like does that really matter and we could if we wanted to which we have yet to do rent a car and just say we were u.s tourists basically yeah Um, i mean that's that's what we do and like mm-hmm. so when we do want to go camping or do the things that you know we we miss doing in colorado we simply hire a car and it's been super easy and i don't know how much longer we can get away with it but we are going to continue to try <laughs> yeah we have never done it i haven't driven a car since january 2nd of 2019 so it has been over 9 months since i've driven a car which is longer than I've gone since I started driving. I've never gone this long without driving a car and I really don't miss it. Not at all. Yeah. And when I travel to other cities, they're either very walkable or they have great public transit. I've spent a lot of time in London over the last year. I mean, London is exactly the same, just as easy as Berlin. So no need for a car there either. Yeah. And I think we definitely have, some advantages that we chose larger cities to move to and places where there are options. I know that if we'd been uh, looking at other parts of Ireland, we wouldn't have quite the same. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you're in a tiny town, yeah, Yeah. if we were in like, you know, the woods of Bavaria or something, it would be quite a bit more difficult. So I think if you're if you're (laughs) wanting to be car free, then look very seriously at the public transit system that you're moving to look at how you know robust the network is look at the pricing look at does it go everywhere you want it to go does it run 24 hours a day are you gonna are you like a big party animal and you want to be out partying does that transit network shut down at a time when you're going to want to be using it um these are all things to ask yourself and to ask of the place where you're going yeah yeah for sure very good point But I would say that the major issues are things you will get used to are, you know, in Europe, I would say we grocery shop far less and far more frequently, and then we transport it on transport. Or I will say we moved to a neighborhood. We have been unable to count how many grocery stores we have that are walking distance from us because we keep finding new ones. I think our current count is like 12 so (laughs) that we can walk to within five minutes. So yeah. You know, that's another thing to look at is what are the things that you have typically done in the car and Uh are those things that you can easily do without a car wherever you're living now? And like for us, it's been things like um, Ikea delivery. Guess what? You don't, you know, like you don't necessarily need a car to go to Ikea. And there's so many other things now, obviously, that deliver to your home. So it's like you can sort of take that out of the equation. And what we realized is that when we did hire a car for the weekend, because we were doing some stuff, we ended up buying so much stuff. Like we were shopping and shopping and shopping. And I was like, Oh my God, what if we had a car all the time? 
<laughs> like I don't need to be purchasing all of the stuff all of the time. So yes, definitely definite advantages to having a car once in a while, I think, but easy ways to get to work around it, not having one. And it is nice to have that deterrent of like, do I really need this thing? It's going to be a pain to get it home. Uh And then you think about it more seriously. Yes. (laughs) I think that's been, you know, that's been a definite advantage to think about. And then I think it also, it changes your relationship to the place. I think I see if I was in a car by myself all the time, I wouldn't have this sort of you know, connection with people in the train and people in the bus and you see all kinds of stuff. I had a little kid um, on the tram next to me. I was going out to teach at the school in Eastern Berlin where I teach once a week. And this little kid who was too young to be this articulate as far as I was concerned, this kid was like really precocious. I think he was maybe under two, but reached over, touched me on the arm and said, tattoo, right on my arm. And his mother said, oh my goodness. And this is all in German. Um, but I guess it's the same word. And and the father was with the mother and said, how does he know that word? And she said, oh, it's somebody from his daycare has one, but he knows what it is. But he kept touching me in the arm and saying, tattoo, tattoo. <laughs> and like, that doesn't happen if I'm in my car by myself. It was really Very cute. True. Very true. And I, I agree with you on that point. Like, I feel like I have had experiences on the bus with people that make me feel like I am, you know, like of the people that I am here, you know, I'm like living amongst everyone. And I, there's also like, I don't know if you find this to be true, but I feel like in America, there's a lot of stigma around, um, public transport. Like the only people who ride the bus are poor people. Like people said that to me in America. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, and it's just like here, it's like, no, like everyone rides the bus, you know, like if yeah. you don't want to like deal with traffic and you, or you don't have a car or whatever, like, so you'll be sitting next to lots of professional people on the bus, you know, like people in suits and ties and the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so I've started a campaign to make sure we open the windows during the summer. Oh my God. Oh my God, the windows. Because that's yeah. something they don't like to do. So I just start opening windows. Let's get some air in here. Yep. Uh, yeah, there is yeah, no it's... air conditioning, by the way, for anyone no. who wonders about this. No. They are not air no. conditioned on the public transit. So you need to know this. And when you have a heat wave in Europe, like we did this past summer, it's real warm in there. But guess what? You want to open it's a window. way warmer if you're biking in it. So you just kind of <laughs> deal with it. And I did have people thank me for opening windows when I did it. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to take the initiative. Like yep. we're Americans. We can do that. I will <laughs> open. I'm not going to ask anyone. I'm just going to open the window. It's going to be good for us all. Uh, enjoy some fresh air, everybody. Absolutely. And if yeah. you're not completely sold on this yet, I encourage <laughs> you to do, I know, cause we've deterred you with the, yeah. Yeah. with the pressure, hot cooker, stinky, stinky people on the bus, stinky, yes. stinky bus experience. Um, <laughs> I encourage you to look at, like, do you have a car payment right now? Are you paying car insurance? Are you paying for all of these things? And think about, okay, well, what would I do if, yes, you would be probably paying a bus pass or whatever, but for me, that's like 62 euro instead of car payment plus car insurance is more like $400 a month. And to give that expense up represents like a huge increase in quality of life. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then what could you be doing on your commute instead of driving? 
Exactly. Like I've gotten a lot of reading done because the thing that's really cute is that the public transit in Germany, people are reading physical books. I would Mm -hmm. say up to half of the people on the train at any given time are reading an actual paper book. Same. There's so many books around here. It's amazing. It's really lovely. Yep. So I've definitely gotten more reading done. I found that really nice. And it's just, you know, you just have a little moment to think. And mm-hmm. you can listen to podcasts. I mean, you can do that in the car too. But it's just, I, I also find that I am in better shape as a result of this because I walk to the train, I walk up and downstairs, and yep. I have a little bit more. I'm definitely fitter living here than I was just getting up, walking into a car, getting out of a car, and then sitting oh, down course. somewhere else. Yep, yep. And I will tell you what, my functional fitness, I can sprint to catch a train. Hello, Caroline. I can sprint to catch a bus anytime. Like it's kind of fun. Yep. Question mark. It's, it's you know, <laughs> it it's gets a- the heart rate. It gets the heart rate increase. It's, you know, it's a nice little workout. It's good cross training. And the other thing that I will say, there is um, a really nice app. Of course, this will change ultimately, but right at the time of recording, there's an app called City Mapper, which is good for most large cities, including U.S. cities. And you can put in where you are and the destination you want to go to, and it will map in real time the the transit routes that will get you there. It will compare to how long it would take to bike, and it will compare to how long it would take to walk to get to these places. And I would say within a minute or two, it's quite accurate about when things are going to show up. Um, the bus has a little more flex just because it's dealing with traffic. But in terms of trams and you know underground trains, overground trains, it's quite accurate and it makes it very easy to plan where you're going. Um, almost even better than with a car because you don't have to worry about like, oh my God, is there going to be a car accident on the freeway and it's going to take forever and all that stuff that happens in LA. Yeah. 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 The traffic is awful um, anywhere around Dublin. So it's just like, yeah. I mean, in a bus, you're right. Like you are still stuck in traffic, but there are bus lanes here, which is nice. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, I just would not want to be driving into Dublin every day for work. No, it's Ugh. terrible. I have a friend here who's German and has a car and will periodically be like, oh, you have to take the, oh no, I'll give you a ride. And then it ends up taking longer because, <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll just take the, it's fine. But I think she feels bad or something. And it's like, no, no, I'll take you. And it's like out of her way and I feel guilty. And then like, it takes longer. So yeah. it's, it's funny how that works that I don't, you know, with the three or four times this has happened and I've seen it and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm glad I don't have to deal. I don't have to deal with the car. Yeah. 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 And for us, uh, I mean, I know this similar in other places, but there is, a an airport bus that picks up right near our, right, you know, near our neighborhood. So it's like, we don't really have to even worry about like, how are we going to get to the airport or to other places like that? And so, uh, I feel like we're very fortunate in terms of the options that we have like available to us right here. Yeah, absolutely. And for both of us, I mean, depending on which airport we're taking, there's one that's really close and we can go directly there on the train and it's really fast. And the other one, which unfortunately we have to use more often is on the other side of town, but it's just one train line all the way there and then switching to a bus like two stops. So it's really no big deal if you just plan for the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for those of you who are afraid and a little bit nervous about using transit and what it would mean to move abroad and give up a car, I hope that gives you a little more context and a little bit less nervousness 
Um, I do encourage you, again, something that we did was to try to visit the city that we were going to move to in a couple of different seasons. But you can also just say, we're not going to, we're only going to use public transit on this trip and see how that feels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a very good point. And you kind of have to change your perspective, I think, because it is an adventure, right? Like uh, figuring out how to get places and where you catch certain things and the timing of it all. Um, I, it's something that I, I find pretty fun. Definitely. So, yeah. And the one piece of equipment you may want, which I have found to be invaluable, is a comfortable and well-designed backpack so that you can <laughs> carry the things that you need with you without difficulty. Um, I use that thing every day. I got the kind with the fancy sealed zippers so the rain doesn't get in at all. And that has been a huge asset and made it really not such a big deal to just be on the train. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice headphones are good too. Ooh, <laughs> fancy. Yeah, so um, I have been uh, super happy with uh, our situation here, not having a car, and um, I feel like it's the kind of thing that uh, a lot of people could make work. Definitely. So let us know what your thoughts are. You can tweet us, write us, comment on the show notes, et cetera, how you feel about transportation and what that would mean for you living abroad, because we can talk about it more if you have more questions. Nice. Yeah. So let us know. Uh, It's been fantastic chatting about it. And that's all we have. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to GTFO Pod. For show notes, links, and other fun things, head to gtfopod.com. You can stay in touch with us on social media with the hashtag GTFO Pod. See you next time.